We are back with the second episode of Packaging Talks, and it is our pleasure to welcome one of the doyens of the Indian packaging industry, Mr. Suresh Gupta. Mr. Suresh Gupta retired as the executive chairman of Hutamaki PPL, formerly Paper Products Limited, after 31 years at the helm since 1987. When Mr. Gupta became a part of the company, the turnover of the company was rupees 23 crores, and with a large workforce of 700 employees, he led the company until his retirement with the sales growing. 100x and the number of people growing up to 4000 utamaki ppl now utamaki india is the largest producer of printed and finished flexible packaging materials in india mr gupta currently serves as the president of the indian flexible packaging and folding carton manufacturers association and also actively playing a role of angel investor and mentoring startups in the social impact space without any further ado let's begin Good day to you, uh, Mr. Suresh Gupta. Welcome to the uh, podcast organized by Packaging Three Sixty. Good to be here. Thank you. So, uh, uh, as uh, all our uh, audience is aware, Mr. Gupta hardly needs any introduction to the packaging fraternity. He's been the toyen of the uh, Indian flexible packaging industry, having spearheaded uh, one India's largest converting companies, Hutamaki PPL, in its journey. And so, I think it's a good idea to start, uh, Mr. Gupta, on. Uh, Uh, recounting some of your uh, this journey and the major milestones or something which you when when you look back uh, makes you feel happy about uh, the contribution or the growth path uh, in your own personal career as well as uh, Hutamaki PPL and also uh, the various activities uh, that you have been associated with the packaging industry at large. When I look back, I think the most exciting situation has been uh, to. Uh, to see the way modern packaging accelerated in india uh, remember i'm speaking from late 1987 uh that's that's uh, my experience in india because that's when i came back from abroad and uh, started uh, the 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 process of transforming packaging in 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 my in my company and in a related way that that meant in the country i have to say that packaging was exceedingly uh, primitive and you know when we talk of flexible packaging because whether it was paper based wax paper etc um it it's or cartons or you know uh, it's it's all flexible packaging in in the real essential basic sense and and pack and packaging consists of the structure of material used for packaging and then of course the information being printed or communicated through the package uh through both the printing and the package design and uh we were we were way way behind advanced countries way way means that if you give let's say switzerland and germany and japan who were the global leaders um uh, in in quality packaging and innovative packaging uh and if you give them 9 out of 10 or 9 and a half marks out of 10 then we were at about 2 uh, and a half out of 10 in comparison so there was no comparison really speaking uh we we were making structures which were non existent from point of view of protecting the product especially where flexibles was concerned uh where uh, if if it was a glass jar with a metal cap and some kind of 
protective padding inside the cap. That was not too bad from the protection point of view, but it had various other problems. And bringing in higher quality standards and, and new manufacturing technologies to enable that, the speed of adoption was fantastic. So it went like that. And why did this happen? It's basically that, you know, I looked at the whole country and realized that the Indian consumer is not going to be uh, denied. The Indian consumer was emerging, emerging, just beginning to emerge out of extreme poverty. Well, unfortunately, we still have about 250 million in extreme poverty, but that time was virtually, I would say, uh, two thirds of our population. I'm not exaggerating. And um, I, I think our then finance minister, people also who, who were emerging amongst the politicians, they started thinking that it's time to change India. There was a lot of talk that there would be. So consumer goods is, is very important. And, and when the whole population of a very large populated country like ours decides that they want better consumer goods, they want better conveniences, they want better safety, they want something which they know that if, it, if they buy it from a shop uh, six, six months after it is packed, it will still be fresh and they want that confidence uh, and how that can force or constitute a very encouraging response to progressive consumer goods companies and therefore people like us who supply capacity. In 1918, we were at 2,400 crores, so more than 100 times uh, increase. But almost, I, I have to say this, that every single investment I made during this huge transformation in the country of the consumer goods space and our key role in that as packagers, because a product is packaging. I mean, no one sees a product, you only see the package. And the packaging protects the product and makes sure that you don't get poisoned, et cetera, et cetera. It was uh, what we were, we were growing at. So we started growing at 30% on a CAGR basis. And the problem was not uh, demand. The problem was how to meet the demand uh, because uh, the consumer was uh, reacting so, so very favorably. I, I, I remember that, you know, after we had done a lot of transformations in the flexible packaging, that means, you know, the pouches and the products are packed, etc. Uh, Unilever asked me and that those days, Hindustan Lever, the chairman, the then chairman, as well as the head of uh, personal products, which was an uh, area which uh, Lever wanted to focus on. He was a real visionary and uh, his name was Kasturi Rangan. Actually, he woke me up one day at midnight, 12 midnight, and he said, uh, Suresh, I need to change all the labeling uh, for our new uh, personal products range. And that was the year 1990, I think, 1990, uh, early 1990. And I said, oh God, yeah, so you, when do you want to see me? He says, tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. I said, look, are you mad? I won't make any sense. It's already 12. Anyway, I went there. To cut a long story short, within six months, I had signed a technology transfer agreement with Fuji Seal of Japan, who were the world leaders, the inventors and world leaders. The, the chairman, uh, Masaki Fujio, uh, was uh, 
a genius engineer, and he had invented the shrink sleeve form for packaging. And I'd signed, then I, I signed an exclusive licensing agreement with them. And uh, before the end of that year, 1990, uh, we were into shrink sleeve manufacturing. The ink quality needed for shrink sleeves was not available in the country. So I actually invited uh, Japanese uh, ink manufacturers and American ink manufacturers to enter the country, uh, which actually resulted in them doing so, so that we could we could have inks. Until they came in and set up base here, in terms of manufacturing units, uh, I was importing the ink. Now, mind you, anything we made was sold immediately. So I'm I'm just again uh, that if you ask me that what what has really struck you is, you know, this phase, which was this tremendous transformation phase, which I saw personally and participated in and contributed to in this country on packaging from 1987, that means just before the 90s, till the end, I would say the end of 90s, uh, that means the let's say 2001, 2002, or maybe 2005, this huge transformative phase of about 15 years. Um, it, it was fantastic. The rate of change and the rate uh, at which the consumer demanded, absorbed, the way the countries, industries adapted, changed, invested, whether it be our customers who were you know, from every sector, mainly, of course, consumer goods, but followed very closely by pharmaceuticals, uh, agrochemicals, lubricants, electrical uh, spare part manufacturers, mechanical spare part manufacturers. Everything went into high-grade packaging to protect, to be, you know, protect the products, to make sure they don't rust in case they were metallic or they don't get poisoned case there were foods or beverages. Now, uh, having seen this growth, today what do you see as the major challenges in terms of technology and uh, uh, the supply chain? For example, uh, the Indian market is still price sensitive. So what are your thoughts on uh, the gaps or identification of gaps in terms of technology and supply chain? Okay, I'm going to uh, give you a little bit of a surprising answer. The overall quality in flexible packaging, I'm sorry to say, has not changed a lot after 2000. That means the last 20 years, it hasn't changed very much. I, I, I could say that, yes, there was, there was a, a marked improvement between 2000 and 2010. Of course, nothing like between 1990 and 2000, but there was an improvement till 2010. But last 10 years, I don't see the improvement in quality and innovation in India. And I think that is the biggest gap now in technology between ourselves and the foremost countries in uh, packaging. Yeah, with your permission, uh, we will just uh, move on to uh, some of the other issues that uh, the industry is currently facing. and. Uh, what the probably the industry would like to know is what are your thoughts on uh, managing packaging waste, the the uh, EPR and the kind of you know 
uh, knee-jerk reactions on banning plastics and shifting to other alternative materials. What would be your advice to the industry at large and how can the industry and government and other agencies synergize to evolve effectively a sustainable uh, and a circular economy practice in the future? You to say only one thing. There, sure, are, there are also good people, simple, logical thinking people in this country. Yes. But I'm only talking about the vast majority. That's right. So there's a lot of good work being done. But the yeah. vast majority, the indifference of the vast majority is not letting that have an impact. They are very good. They are good people even in government. They are very good people in government uh, scientific institutions. They are good people in industry. And there are a lot of activist consumers. Right. Point well taken. So thank you once again for uh, your time and sharing your frank opinion. Now that we are entering the digital way, uh, a digital era, and the last ten months of the uh, of 2020, most of us have started working from home, and this trend will continue uh, probably through the uh, next eight to ten months and this year as well. Uh, what do you think? Uh, organizations like ours, or digital platform like Packaging 360, can uh, can add value or contribute to knowledge dissemination and help businesses. Uh, you know, uh, across the packaging spectrum. Ranga, there, there are two ways one can go. I mean, one can either think very big, which means that you actually can convert your platform into, um, you know, into making uh, kind of ERPs or ways of uh, operations, you know, capturing and utilization of data into something which uh, your clients could use. Just just take it off your, you, they, you, they could use your platform to run in their uh, operations. But that's, that's, that's something huge uh, to think about. But the other way is that, or maybe in a certain small way, you can use the platform to demonstrate certain things. Because I believe today in, in packaging, we need to be, um, Every company needs to be on uh, HMI, that's human machine interface. I started that about 15 years ago in my company as an initiative to explore. So we even had a couple of brilliant interns who we brought in and tried to link our machine drives, you know, to our ERP system. So actually what would happen is that anything happening in any one of our factories anywhere in the country we would know instantly centrally what was happening and that was centrally but also uh, where the factory was concerned the factory head would be able to know why a quality problem occurred because you would be having a human machine interface now if uh, there could be a, some kind of a generalized module, I don't know, I'm just imagining, which is one is for, let's say, Allen Bradley systems, another is for Siemens systems, because most machines today have these on their drive, and drive is what is capturing everything. And which then links into any kind of ERP, whether it's an SAP or Oracle-based or whatever. And that would be, uh, uh, that could be an enormous uh, benefit to improve quality control, uh, production operations uh, for the ultimate objective of, uh, you know, being more uh, effective. Uh, 
but the other aspect also is that uh, uh, you could you could put modules on your platform and have it uh, given to people who subscribe to your platform to that 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 aspect of your platform which uh, which gives uh, automatically you know what how to calculate the cost the real cost the real cost and you know it could be the, the real cash cost cash is king uh, of uh, anything which uh, is uh, being sold so how to how to quote market prices etc thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of packaging talks if you missed our inaugural episode with dr prasad modak on the sustainability roadmap for the packaging industry do tune in by visiting the podcast section on packaging360.in stay tuned for more interesting conversations on packaging talks